0: Sup guys, it's your boy Paul, your host, aka Mr. What the Footy, and I'm back again with yet another episode. This episode comes from my chat last week with Mark. This is part two. We sat down and we spoke about Jay Z, what it's like to work for Jay. Yeah, to you guys, he's Jay Z, but to, to Mark and I, he's just Jay. Um, and effectively what they're doing within the sports agency industry from a disruption perspective. We spoke about what it's like to work and manage the likes of De Bruyne and Romelu Lukaku, who Mark counts as a few of his pals. Um, And we spoke about um, the real importance of career management and players being brands and having good career managers, because uh, we still see a time whereby players still can go bankrupt and players still uh, in some instances, gamble away their money, and it was refreshing to go behind the scenes, hear from the horse's mouth what Rock Nation are doing. So, this episode is life behind the scenes of Rock Nation. Guys, I hope you love this episode. Not like it, I hope you love it. Yeah, I hope you love it, guys. Remember to download, subscribe, rate, and review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's go. What the, footy? what the footy what the footy! what the footy testing testing yes guys so we had mark last week so i thought it'd be good to split into a two-part segment obviously currently working at rock nation uh sports so it'd be great to uh almost just get his take on almost the the modern sort of way of talent representation that we're seeing within not even just within football and lunch, within sports in general. Um, historically, we've seen the stories of players gambling away their money, bankruptcy, and, and it's refreshing to see a new model whereby we're not just seeing tra- traditional agents, we're also seeing career career management partners. And it'd be great to almost just flesh that out and, and almost hear a little bit more about the world of rock Nation. Because obviously, like, we all know who Jay-Z is. <laughs> obviously, we had to mention his name, of course, on the podcast. <laughs> Um, whether you're going to look at working with DJ Khaled to Meek Mill to big NBA stars and what's like what's what been the sort of pull to getting into football really and, and what are you guys doing within football like who are you working with and
1: yeah it's interesting because obviously yeah I grew up on Jay's music and you know what I mean big Jay-Z fan just in terms of just how he set himself up as an entrepreneur like mm. I actually always say to people, I see him as an entrepreneur first, a rapper second. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the the pull to football is just that, the recognition of what it is to the world game. Because I think sometimes with Americans, they can be a bit oblivious to like what's actually happening like globally. You know what I mean? And obviously it helps in one sense because they're focused on what they're doing and that kind of stuff. But Mm. also they're just trying to just broaden their horizon on sort of the European football market because actually what Nation, they've actually been in football for the last three or four years. Uh, Jerome Boteng was the first football client mm. that they signed because he's, he's got a personal relationship with Jay. And Jay just thought, okay, do you know what? We need to actually get boots build on this, the ground. Build yeah, build, build, yeah. build, start, start have an actual base in Europe because see football is the world game in it. Mm. So that was sort of the start of it. So it literally opened last October. So we got office in London, which is their first one outside of Euro, outside of the US. So mm. yeah, so that was yeah, that's 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 the initial start of it.
0: And and I just feel like just just on that sort of point there, what I find quite fascinating within football is, like I mentioned just at the start, there's almost like a real need for. Someone to come along and do what you guys are doing, and I feel like it's quite common. It's it's, it's more like an American thing because I feel mm-hmm. like within the UK, what we see a lot of, like, like we've mentioned before, of areas, you have the big boys like the IMGs, the the CAs, and you have like your typical like one man bad agents, this odd super agent like a Mendez or Iola, and then there's the boutiques of people like a Jay-Z, like a Gary Vee, someone like that who's built up immense credibility and brand within a within a particular space that's, that's diversified into into a different region. And it's almost like, what's your approach to doing it? And why do you guys see yourself as disruptors and new within the model? Like what's broken within the agency model that you guys are really changing?
1: I think it's an interesting point because I think with Jay-Z, I think especially the, the unique thing is that he is one of them. So how he actually started sort of the career management, which Mm. we like to actually call it, um, is that a lot of the athletes would actually come up to him and say, oh, like, I need help with this or this agent has, you know what I mean, misrepresented me, that kind of thing. So with Jay-Z, he he has the creative at the forefront. You know what I mean? It's, It's a client first kind of business because if you think about it, it mirrors a lot of like what, happened in hip hop where you've got major labels they're taking advantage of the artists. Mm. the artists don't actually understand
0: what they're signing
1: what they're signing and also how much like leverage they actually have you know what I mean so when Jay-Z actually started all of these business ventures it was just a case of him understanding just how much money he was making these companies you know what I mean there was a famous thing where he said he name dropped like Cristal and saw that everyone went to buy the Cristal champagne and he went to Chris Star to say, like, let's do a deal because um, you know, what I mean, I'm name dropping you and making you money," and they just turned their back and was like, "No." So he was just like, "Okay, I'm not gonna say your name again." You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a case where it's just about understanding your value and footballers, athletes—they're very powerful people, and I think they need to recognize that. But then also, they need to be represented the right way. So I think what makes especially Rock Nation unique is like it's not necessarily transactional, like, transactionally driven. You know Mm. what I mean? Jay-Z doesn't necessarily, you know what I mean, look how much money he has already. So it's not a case of, uh, we need this amount of players because we need to make this amount of money and this and that. Because that's why, I think, especially in Europe, it's very rigid like that. And you've got agents who, they just want their cut. You understand? Mm. So I think where Rot Nation are different is that it's the 360 approach, but it's also the perspective of understanding The client and what they want and what they want to do, and understanding their value. Like a lot of agencies, how I see it is that you've got the agency at the top, and then you've got the pillars of the players. Whereas Rock Nation is more the players at the top, and then we've got the different pillars of how we can help them in the different areas that they want to, you know, I mean, improve on and build.
0: And and just almost linking to that as well, one thing that's quite fascinating as we see within this whole social media hype and bubble that we now see within the game. And one thing I find quite interesting is that when we see players not perform or go through a difficult patch like within their career, mm-hmm. the pundits and the media are quite quick to just jump on that and say, oh, it's because he's doing a lot of branding, he's doing a lot of posts about this, he's running this clothing brand, he's doing this, he's doing that. How, how do you, as an agency, almost... Still, because I feel like the brand building is very, very important Maybe. for obviously, like you mentioned, career management. Like a football a footballer's career, really and truly, if we're lucky, is 18 to 36. If we're lucky, so for a lot of people, it's simply a 10 year career. Ten year career yeah. So, like I mentioned when I did the episode with Royce a, f- a few weeks back, it's important to milk as much of it as you can. Mm-hmm. So, how do you almost take away the noise of ex-pundit in this guy's sports studio saying why a footballer has been playing like this because he's too concerned about this deal and that deal on social media, this and that. Because it's a lot of noise and people like yourselves who are the experts behind the scenes must be looking at it and thinking, what's
1: this guy talking yeah, about? Yeah, and I think that's, that's the answer there because it's a case where they're doing it for the listeners. they got to speak about something, so I'm guessing because surely these pundits, especially the ones that are ex-pros, mm. they understand that you need to... Make sure you're set up you know what i mean for life you know what i mean so they should they sh- they're they the ones that should understand that this is a long-term thing when you think about it, your football career is like you know what i mean if you live to 100 is one tenth of your life you know what i mean so you need the other nine tenths you need to be set up right and you need to use that one tenth where you're in the limelight to then build your brand you know what i mean where i think Rot nation do well and you know what i mean other agencies i'm sure do well as well Is just in terms of just taking that pressure off of them in terms of the actual execution of the brand building so that they can actually focus on the actual playing side you know what i mean but it is important that they do build their brand so that they can take care of their families in the long term especially if you want to they want to maintain that sort of lifestyle you have to be earning that kind of money when you're not playing as well
0: and 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 just almost in terms of like, like i mentioned at the start how within the agency space obviously you have the the big guys who've been around for a long time, like IMG, Endeavour, CAA, and and the more, like, obviously, his reputation sells a bit, like, within the industry, and you have the guys that, that you know and you trust based on who they've gotten and, and who they know. Mm-hmm. How much does an individual like a Jay Z appeal to you when you're going out there and recruiting talent? Because, like, right now, you're roster, you have the likes of Lukaku, KDB, Reese James. How much does going to, going to market and saying, we have, like, we, like this is Jay-Z, like, this is this is what we're bringing to the table. How much does that really, really sell? Because listening to Gary Vee talking about his agency, it was quite interesting because obviously, as we know with Gary V investments into Uber and hearing his brother, AJ, who actually runs that a little bit, talk about how when the players come to them, what they care about most is the Uber stuff and the investments in there. Mm-hmm. because players are starting to, to wake up and... Re- not wake up and realise, but players are understanding that rather than... the Because tr- tr- like, the old way of doing it used to be like Calvin Klein would come along and they'll give you a deal and you'd get paid X amount and you'd, get, and you'd promote it for however long now. But what we're seeing more of is players want more ownership. Like I'm hearing stories yeah. of players taking shares of their business. I'm yeah. hearing, for example, like even a sports site, Beyonce... Uh, when when Uber went public in their IPO, Beyonce made a lot of money from it because rather than going for a traditional um, brand endorsement, she asked for shares within the company. Yeah. And, and how much more of that is that playing a part within within the space and, and that sort of leverage?
1: It's a huge part because, as I said at the beginning, that's why these athletes actually went to him. So that's why mm. he thought, OK, let's actually set this up so we can actually set these guys up for life because he's the prime example of someone who's executed it very well. So it makes sense that people then trust him because yeah, there's big agencies and stuff like that, but there's no real face to it or there's no real culture of that there, mm. you know what I mean? There's, it's just, it's more- just the name. Just, yeah, the name and history and tradition and that kind of stuff, whereas this is it's more personal and it's, it's catered specifically to you. That's why, I mean, we have a very talented roster, but it's, it's quite small on purpose. Because then we can cater to every aspect of what they want to learn, whether it's investment, social media, that kind of stuff. Because if you look at Rot Nation, they're experts within all those different fields. You know what I mean? So we cover. That's why it's three hundred and sixty career management. We cover all aspects of that. But definitely the investment part, as you're saying, like players, they have that. They have that income. So it's about putting it in the right places. Because we've seen how, you know, I mean, players who have earned a lot have mismanaged it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's their own doing. Sometimes it's who they've had around them. So having that reputation and that culture that Jay-Z's built puts them at ease because this is someone that he's done it himself. He is technically one of you. So that helps, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a trusted source in that sense. And everything starts from there and starts from the top like in terms of that culture and that structure that he's put in place. And we're just trying to spread that out, especially in Europe, because I feel like the Americans, they do it very well. Yeah. They've been doing it very well and that needs to come over to Europe because, as I was saying, like, you want these players to be set up the right way for life, you know what I mean? Because like, you see a lot of players, after they're finished, they get into depression and that kind of stuff because they don't have nothing to do or they've lost all their money. So it's literally just about taking care of them and making sure that they're making the right decisions now whilst they're playing so that they can be set up for after their career.
0: And and just for you, like, what's it been like because it's quite a small team that you guys have got there. You just shut up the office in October. I saw Daily Mail went behind the scenes of in the office and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So what's it? What's it been like for you in terms of, obviously, like the role that you're doing there. Just going into a little bit of detail about that and, and really just the opportunity to for this to almost grow it as, as as a business.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because as I said, like I grew up on Jay Z's music, so I just think it's like fascinating just to see how. A rapper from New York who's come from a similar environment to me can have an agency across, you know, I mean, across the pond, looking after some of the world's best players. It just goes to show just how much, like, you could if you utilise your leverage and just how much you can do when you build a brand and you build reputation. So for me, it was just an opportunity just to be able to learn and then also provide my expertise because. Like, my background is, yeah, I was a football analyst. I even played semi-pro, played football. So I've always been in the football industry. So I just find it weird that I've always, like, now helping someone who I look up to as a role model in terms of Mm. on the football side, which I wouldn't have thought that I would do that because I almost see them as two different worlds, whereas Jay-Z has been, like, he's made it one world, if that makes sense. So He's just made it cohesive in that sense. So... Jay
0: Z you're listening, just please just send Mike your <laughs>
1: autograph. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I haven't met him yet, but hopefully one day, man, yeah, one day, yeah. one day.
0: When you finally get the picture, we won't see the end of it,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me it was just it's just a huge opportunity when I saw that they were opening an office in London and you know what I mean they put out the ad that they want to look for people and I thought you know what this is perfect for me because. I'm entrepreneurial, you know what I mean? I have my own business, I run my own sportswear brand and stuff like that. So it was a case where I was like, okay, this is literally a combination of all my skills in one place, you know what I mean? And that, that also includes the passion for entrepreneurship, for people to take ownership, for people to be the CEOs of their own life, if that makes sense, you know what mm. I mean? So especially with footballers, man, because they're so talented, so gifted and football is, is everything to them, but also it's a case where, you have to think about your life as well and your family and that kind of stuff. So you want them to, to be set up in that way and to to, because me, I grew up big United fan and this kind mm. of stuff. You know what I mean? so it's a case where I have so much respect and admiration for these guys that I want to help them as much as possible. You know. What but I mean? then
0: also on that, like how how tough is it on that level? Because like as a footballer, it's it's difficult because a lot of them left school like at sixteen, mm. play football their whole entire lives. All they just know is football. Mm family, their girl if they've got a girl and that's pretty much it so a lot of them can be quite close so like how do you how does it almost feel when you go and meet a player and have that potential meeting with someone in terms of their openness when they're, when they're sharing that with you because I feel like one thing that's quite fascinating with Rock is how you guys are going from the whole storyteller angle so you're looking for players who, who you can tell great stories about and Almost add to their stories like that we're seeing that with Lukaku out in Milan fighting the whole racism issue mm. as well, you guys getting involved in that. And h- how how'd you almost have that conversation and, and have those open and frank conversations? Because it's it's certainly not easy for for someone to to, to definitely do that.
1: Yeah, it's not. And I think whether they realise it or not, these guys they are role models for a lot of people and I think is it important because as I said, football is one thing, but also you got to think about life in general. And a lot of these guys, they enjoy inspiring people. So I think it's just a case of getting them to understand the role that they play in people's lives. That's outside of football, but football is the driver of that. You know what I mean? What makes Lukaku's voice that loud is how good he is on the pitch. But then also just his story, where he's come from and what he's had to deal with. I think... That should be told because it inspires people. It inspires me. You know, what I mean, when I see just how he's fighting racism out there and stuff like that, it makes me wanna wanna work hard and you know I me mean, support him as much as as I can. And that rock, that's what we want to try and do because mm. at the end of the day, you wanna fight for what's right. At the end of the day, you know what I mean. So I think it's important that they understand that element of it, and it is part of the game. It is part of part of life. Like I don't think you should shy away from the responsibilities that. Uh, that, that you d- have, yeah. That you have, you know what I mean? I think it's the very duty, important. Yeah. Exactly, it's very important. And they understand that. And I think they do it in a way where it's, it's authentic and it's genuine.
0: What's your, just sort of in terms, obviously, you guys, nice boutique agency, select roster of players, who's, who's on the sort of, obviously, you can't go into too much details <laughs> about what players are on the roster. But I find it quite fascinating, because obviously, like seeing... Obviously, David Beckham looking to launch his own agency as well. And when you go on the whole boutique angle, like you guys are going, like you're, you're not trying to sign 150, 200 players. You're trying to find 10 players or 15 or 20 players or mm-hmm. who align with your principles, your values, and you can tell those stories. So what's your st- sort of go-to-market strategy when you're trying to to find find talent?
1: Yeah, just who, who've... Fits with the brand ethos, you know what I mean? It's about being disruptive, it's about innovating, it's about, you know I mean, just culture, brand, and excellence at the end of the day, because when you think about Jay-Z, who heads everything, you look at him, yeah, entrepreneur, this and that, but he was the best at what he did. So we want to we want to sign the people like Kevin De Bruyne, one of the best players in the world, you know what I mean? Lukaku's one of the best strikers in the world. Axel Witzel, one of the best holding players in the world. So... That is the core of it, you know what I mean? But it's also about how you see yourself, what's your vision, what you wanna do, and you know what I mean, what's your role and like how, how do you wanna impact how you wanna impact the world, you know what I mean, while you're here. Because football is just one element of it, and as I said, it is the driving force, but it's it's about like how how you see yourself and like what your vision is. And once that aligns with what we're trying to do, then it's an it's a easy relationship.
0: And just, just from, I thought this is a nice time because to talk about this because one thing that we want to really do on the pod is just not only just talk about football, we want to get behind the scenes, talk about people like yourself who've navigated their, their way through sport, obviously come on the show, drop us a few gems that you guys are going <laughs> to sign, like, I don't know, like a Bami Angle, I don't know, like Martinelli or whatever, but, but just almost navigating your career because like I mentioned um, before, like, you literally missed the football and I feel like a lot of people getting into a career within football isn't as conventional as, I don't know, like trying to get a job at JP Morgan or mm. like you apply for a graduate scheme, you get on the internship, you navigate your way through that. So what's your advice for anyone who's trying to to, to get within football? And I thought this links really nicely because we're talking about here about the careers of footballers and navigating their careers mm-hmm. to, to make the right means for themselves how did you almost navigate your own career path to 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 get to where you are?
1: It's it's really interesting because like I grew up wanting to be a footballer as well and I think especially when you grow up like, you know what I mean, you grow up in the ends. I think our mindset is you either got football, music, the roads, and that's it really, you know what I mean? Like there's there's not many we don't really see many options whereas I think it's literally just about channeling your passion. And I didn't quite make it as a footballer, but I always knew that football was where my career was gonna be in some way, Mm. you know what I mean? So I find it interesting like being around, yeah, Kevin De Bruyne and people like that. And you see the mentality of how they are and just how driven they are. And it's inspiring because I I I wouldn't say I had that when I was younger. But I think we all have. I remember. I can't remember who said that. I think it was, it might have been Will Smith or even Jay Z. I think Jay-Z, might have said z Yeah, he right, might have yeah. said like he said like everyone's got Michael Jordan level talent at something. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think it's just about trying to find what that is. Just be Cause, relentless. Because I think like becoming a professional footballer is each one in a million. And I mm. think sometimes, especially for young people growing up in uh, urban environments and stuff like that. It, it can be warped and if you don't make it then all of a sudden you've failed where you know what i mean it's it's almost not setting yourself up for failure because people do make it and i do believe that mm. you should dream big you know what i mean but i think it's also a case of being it's self-aware practical. being practical but also being self-aware you know what i mean because it's interesting now i'm at rock national all the stuff that i'm doing within entrepreneurship i found what my my Jordan level talent is, you know what I mean? And yeah, I would have loved for it to be football, you know what I mean? And I watch Kevin De Bruyne, I see these guys, I'm thinking, I can't do that, Mm. you know what I mean? As much as I do love football, (laughs) and to be honest, if I did make it, I probably just would have been an average player, but really in my life, I don't really want to live an average life, no matter what it is, you know what I mean? So it's a case where, okay, wow, I found in terms of entrepreneurship or working in the football industry, doing what I'm doing at Rotten Nation, I know I'm the best at what I do, you know what I mean? And that's what's got me to where I'm at now. So I think it's, it's a case of yeah, being practical, dreaming big, because these are big dreams. I'm around these guys, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's a case, it's just in a different capacity, you know what I mean? They're teammates in a different way, mm. you know what I mean? So it's, I like it's, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just about finding what your gift is and, you know what I mean, utilising that because, to be honest, where I'm at still now, yeah, I m- might not have made it, but... This is dream stuff. Like I, I couldn't have dreamed of even being mm. where I am right now. You know what I mean? So I think it's a case of still dream big, and challenge, like channel your passion, and just be self-aware of what you're actually naturally good at. And I think also just try different things because, where what I've done is it's literally just a slight pivot. You know what I mean? I didn't change industry or you know what I mean. I always knew. It's fo- football, yeah, it's just it's just a different different path basically. Mm. So I think it's about finding your path, finding in finding like yourself within that.
0: Yeah, that's good. And just just speaking just a little bit more on that, do you feel as though the way football is right now that this whole change into whole, this, this new push that you guys are really driving with the whole idea of this career management stuff, why has it taken so long? Because for me, hearing the stories of the bankruptcy, the gambling and... Just going back in this listening and I um, alluded to on an early episode with the whole idea of listening to experts like Shearer and Neville talk about if they were to go back and do it again, they wouldn't have an agent. They would just have a financial advisor, a lawyer and a PA just to help sort them out through everything. Why has it taken football so long, especially European football, so long to sort of adopt this sort of US-style model?
1: I think it's, it's a system. Mm. and it's, it's, the system is made to always win mm. you know what I mean So, and I think it's it's still continued you know, I think one of our pillars is disruption and that's basically what we're doing and that's not going to be welcomed because then you're almost giving the power to the players or, and rightfully where it should be you know what I mean so that's what the system does the system has a way of so
0: by so, sorry, so on that point of disruption in the system what do you specifically mean by that do you do you mean the whole idea of traditionally like it's keeping
1: de- keeping control yeah keeping control controlling the players controlling where the money goes who do. gets who gets what percentage of money you know I mean it's just basically about control like that. so yeah so I think what helps and what gives the disruption a chance is just the fact that especially with Rotten Nation, you've got Jay-Z, you've got DJ Khaled, all these people, mm. it's, a, it's a mainstream look, but under the surface it's actually very intricate and very detailed in what we're actually trying to do. And I think that's what would almost cause the disruption mm. uh, and, and, help le- it. and help it. Because once you've got people that, this high profile, and that's what that's why I think even encouraging footballers to speak up, whether it's like Raheem Sterling or people like that, against racism, it helps. Because at the end of the day, these are the people that people listen to. Mm. You know what I mean? Whereas if you just got like one politician or this person just saying, uh, this... Yeah, it's good, but it's so not... You
0: don't want to create that Yeah, that it doesn't noise. hold that
1: mainstream weight because mainstream, like... I'm not necessarily a mainstream person, but I understand how impactful it is. You know what I mean? Whether someone... You know what I mean? Uh, I remember seeing... Uh, Fucking Phoenix at the Oscars, you know what I mean. Like mm. those, once you do it at that stage, then everyone is gonna know about it. I, I'm not really into the Oscars or anything like that, but because it's such mainstream news, it helps. Because at the end of the day, that's where you're gonna cause the most disruption because you're gonna get the most ripples from that. So
0: how even on that, like, look at how is using his exactly to Stormzy,
1: speak. Dave did it at the Brits, and you know what I mean. That's caused a lot of disruption, good yeah. disruption, you know what I mean. So I think it's it's very necessary. And once you've got sort of the most Powerful people in popular culture, like the Jay-Zs, like the Stormzies, like the Rain Sterlings, these people, whether it's in sport, music, fashion, you know what I mean, movies, actors and stuff like that, it helps because at the end of the day, these are the people that a lot of people look up to and a lot of people are role models. So I think this disruption, yes, it's a football thing, but it's also it's, it's, a, it's a life thing, you know what I mean, because there's, there's a lot of things broken, you know what I mean, that's what we're talking about with like the system and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things that are broken that need fixing and you, the disruptors at the forefront are going to have to be people within sort of mainstream culture that a lot of people listen to. And, and I mean?
0: it's always been a thing historically, like everyone's, it's a cliche like line, but sport has the power to change lives. 100%. And, and whether you want to look as far back as Jesse Owens in the... In the in the Olympics, so to, to even now with Raheem Sterling speaking mm-hmm. out against at the time the media, what like how they were ostracising him and how they were speaking about him. Sport has the power to change lives and, and get messages across, and it's it's honestly it's great and refreshing to see Rock Nation not just like you mentioned, just looking at the bottom line, looking at how much money can we make, but actually thinking that what we're doing has more meaning and more power mm-hmm. and 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 powerful. Uh, and power and that's society. what the brand stands for. You
1: know I mean you look at what even like Jay is doing with the NFL that kind of stuff that needs to be brought here as well that we need to do that in Europe we need the players to be ambassadors for that you know I mean because these guys they are role models and people listen to them people admire them not just for their talent but just who they are and if they're speaking out against what's wrong then you're even bigger of a role model you know what I mean and it's, it's just more impactful and helps change the world. Yeah.
0: Yes guys, I hope you loved today's episode. Not liked it, I hope you loved it. I loved sitting down with Mark to discuss the intricacies of what Rock Nation are doing within the beautiful game. Guys, if you loved it, make sure you download, subscribe, rate and review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I kind of need more five star reviews and I'd love it if you could just give me five stars, please. I sound like an Uber driver right now, begging for a five-star review, but I need the five stars. So, yeah. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And I'm back here next week with Royce. let What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? What the footy? It's like a case of, like, like, we see in, like, um, a lot of American sports, like, you see that like m- most basketballers or most um, American footballers get like a lot of money early on, but by the time they like retire, but after let's say the highest by like maybe five years, they're broke. Is it like like prolonging that kind of approach after the game, basically, or is it just maximising what you can make during like the actual career?
1: Yeah, so that's 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 where the career management comes in. It's it's literally mm-hmm. to set them up because if you look at look at like Jay Z is the model.
0: Welcome to Everything Outdoors. Can I help you find anything? Hey,
1: yeah. Can you point us to the camping gear?
0: Sure, aisle two. Snowboarding? Just bought a new Nissan Pathfinder. It's got Intelligent 4x4, and we want to hit the backcountry. Aisle 18. And the boats? Are you sure you can do all this?
1: Up to 6,000 pounds towing, we're good to go. Oh, where's the scuba gear? Return to rugged in the all-new 2022 Nissan Pathfinder.
0: Available Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor
1: traffic and weather conditions. Towing capability varies by configuration. See Nissan Owner's Manual for proper use